Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. You there? Yeah. Rummaging around in the bag. <laughs> All right. Today's topic, the psyche of a witch. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we all, all right. roll our eyes now? <laughs> Just say. Uh, the psyche of a witch. All right. Um, uh, with this, I think we're talking more about um, perceptions of things. Right. I think when this was came up, I was actually thinking about the whole entire thing of when witches tend to meet people for the first time and we don't like them. Our automatic thought is, what is it about them that reminds us of, uh, of ourselves that we don't like? Right. Or at least that should be our our first reaction. Our first reaction. You know, I, I, that's always our first reaction. Kind of like, you know, witches will be the ones that will, I, I didn't get the promotion, so I go to the boss's, you know, office going, hey, when you get a chance, can we meet, right? Right. And then me sitting down going, I realize I didn't get the job. What do I need to do so that when the job, when a job like it comes open again, there is no doubt? Right. I mean, if I have to go get a certification, if I got to go get, some type of education or something, let me know now. Right. Because that, that usually relates to looking at the whole, it's, we are the cause of our own problems. Exactly. So if you didn't get the job or if you, if you didn't get a position like within a company that you already work with, then what is it you did or didn't do that caused that? Right. Because if you think about it this way, I mean, especially with jobs, all right? If you think about it this way, if you've worked at a job for a year, two years, right? Right. Those two, those one or two years, even five or ten years, those mm -hmm. are years in which you're auditioning for these upper management roles. Right. You know, if you don't understand what in the world your manager's doing or what, you know, they're trying to attend, does that make sense? If they're if they're doing a process and you're not quite familiar with it and you don't know, go ask them. Most managers and stuff I know are, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing. This is the way we're doing it. And this is why we're doing it that way. I, right. And a lot of them will sit down and tell you, well, you didn't get the job because, or you didn't get this position because whatever. You know, it, tell it could, you flat it, out. Right. It could be education. It could be experience. It could just be a, a certification. Right. But you're not you're not going to know by going into the workplace going, well, why did Billy get it and I didn't? I'm a better person than Billy. I, that's irrelevant right. at that point. You know, I, I remember asking my boss that one time because me and this one woman had both put in for a supervisor job. She got it. I didn't. Right. When I sat down and asked him about it, he said it comes down to experience. She went to the point where they were counting days. In which he basically said she had like two or three extra weeks than you did in this. That's it. Well, and sometimes that's what it comes down to. I mean, and sometimes that's, a, and I hate to be that way. Sometimes that's what it comes down to. I mean, being on the opposite end of that, sitting down as a manager going, 
well, who do we hire? You know, I got person A and person B, and both of them are qualified. Both of them have this. I have to figure out a way to distinguish one over the other. Right. I mean, and I hate to be this way. When it does come down to comparing two people like this, it can become very difficult. Right. And so I was going to say, and sometimes you have to nitpick. Exactly. Even though you don't want to, you know, hey, I would love to give them both a job, but you don't have it. There's still only one job left. You know, I mean, I have to admit that for the person that's lost out by a couple of weeks of, you know, experience over somebody else. Yeah, you sort of sit back going, yeah, but if somebody from the outside applies and they got 10 years experience to my five, I'm never going to catch up with them. Right. Now, the woman with a couple of weeks, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> well, it's not that it's not that you won't catch up with them. It's, you might be eligible for another position, though. Right. Something to highlight yeah, who, who you are and what you do better. <laughs> right. But this is the way witches need to approach problems. Where's my fault in this? Where right. did I fall short? Right. You and your husband fighting, that should be the first question you ask when you kind of calm down is like, yeah, where did I go wrong? Right. So that's um, being analytical. Mm-hmm. That doesn't just deal with looking at your problems or looking at a situation. That's also dealing with your feelings, your relationships with others. Uh, your re- relationship with your community. Right. It's just being analytical about everything. When a community is trying to tell you one thing and you're trying to say something else and the other side won't listen to you, it can be aggravating. Yes, it can. But then on the other hand, sometimes the other side just needs to get stuff off their chest. <laughs> this is true. But I, there are just certain things that we do and the way we think and the way we do stuff, which is tend to be, you're right, more analytical. We tend to be more rational. We also tend to believe in the concept of simpler is better or keep it simple, stupid, the kiss method. Right. All right. right. Well, the reason being that is, no, it doesn't have to be complicated. Why should it? I, I think when people make subjects more complicated than what they need to be, that's just them trying to make themselves sound smarter. I've done tech stuff my whole entire life. And yeah, these people, they use big words on purpose. <laughs> yeah. You know, tech people, if you realized how easy it was to work on computers and stuff like this, you wouldn't have to pay this guy $35 an hour to come out there and fix your computer. <laughs> That's very true. You know, but there's my point. Yeah, I'm a witch. I know how to work on computers. I've done the electronic classes. Doesn't mean I want to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I I was raised by a mechanic. I know how to change the oil in my car. It doesn't mean I want to. Right. Yeah, I can go out in the yard and do it myself. But then I'm thinking about me on the ground (laughs) under a truck in the yard. (laughs) Potentially laying on rocks and... Well, at my, you know, roots. Yeah. and at my old age, God, will I ever be able to get back up? <laughs> right. 
But here's the pragmatic view of a witch, if I'm using the right word there. It's like me going into work and working on an assembly job and having to crawl into the machine to finish putting part of it together. And I can't do that because I can't lift my legs. But me looking at my coworkers going, go on, show off with your good legs. The mindset of a witch, where's the joke on this? The fact is that they're not showing off. They're just being, they're just doing their jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the reason it's funny to us witches is because we're like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, witches and witches, we're a little strange. We're going to be the one person that puts money on the guy, the the one-legged guy, and the butt-kicking contest. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because part of us know he's going to be hard to beat. (laughs) Yeah, you talk about somebody with will and determination. (laughs) My money's on that person. I don't know what to call that. I don't know what it is what it is that makes us have that hope for the underdog. Yeah, no, that's that. It's hard to define. Exactly. I mean, just like that attitude of we have to look at it, everything about you know it's our fault to begin with. And I understand a lot of people are sitting back going, "Well, you know, I was raped. I didn't ask for it." But no, again, it is the rapist's problem, not the rapee. Not the victim. You were forced to do this. This was outside your will. You were forced into this. And we've realized that. Now, if you're going out afterwards and you're, I hate all men because I was raped, that's your problem. That's what you're creating. Right. Just because one guy did this to you doesn't mean that all guys are that way. You know, I mean, the same arguments made for the one woman who gets raped by a black guy, then hates all black guys. That's wrong, too. You know, right. this is where this witch logic comes in. This has nothing to do with anybody else but this person. Right. And they need to sit down and be analytical. They need they need to analyze what it is they're feeling, why they're feeling it. They need to go through that shit cup of emotions. And right. And I hate to be this way. There's things that I I know us traditionalists teach you that seem to speed these processes up. I have seen initiated witches lose a loved one and go through that process in half the time of a regular person to get to the point to where they're like, I understand what in the world happened and I'm fine with it. Right. And I know a lot of people look at us going, that makes no sense. Try, well, not, to, and it, try not to be very, too much information. Me and you had something that happened to us or to me. Mm-hmm. And it took me about three days to get over what in the world happened. Right. Which scared you. Oh, that absolutely. I got over yeah. it, that I got over it so fast. But then you realize, no, this is normal witch behavior. The fact is, is that they went, I I went through something that some people are still going through and can't manage this. Right. All right. But because of the way we think and the way we do stuff, you know, I finally came to the realization I'm staring at trees, wasting energy on something that still ain't changed at the end of the day. Right. I I can be mad at it all damn day long. 
it's not going to change anything. So we have reasonable expectations of using the minimum amount of energy to do the maximum amount of work, I guess. I, I don't uh, know what yeah. you call this. That sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what to call this, but I know you have seen this. You have seen this repeatedly over and over again happen where these traumatic things happen to people, happen to people around us who are part of craft. And we all sort of go, yeah, we know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, in, in my early days of, of my path, it was, uh, it was kind of scary. It was frightening to some extent to, to see somebody going through a trauma that, puts you into basically a fetal position for three days. And then all of a sudden, Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, how hey. you doing? How was your day? How was your day? What the fuck just happened? You know, and, I, or, and I'm sorry, I don't see regular people doing this. Well, no. So, I mean, when we're talking about the psyche, what is this that we're actually doing? What is it that gives us the ability to speed through grief? I remember when my grandmother passed away and mm-hmm. and when I talk about my, my grandmother, let me, let me state this. All right. We are talking about a woman that thought I walked on water. <laughs> right. <laughs> there, I can but, attest to that. Yeah. There, there was nothing according to this woman I could do wrong. She passed away. So the relationship between me and my grandmother, we were close. We were beyond close. Right. All right. But yet my family kept on going around going, is he okay? I haven't seen him. And all you could tell him was he he'll mourn in his own way. Right. They kept saying, he's not grieving. Yeah, he is. Just not the way you think he is. Well, I wasn't grieving because I never felt any loss. Well, it was, it was the easiest way to explain to them. Well, I know, I know. But if we're going to talk about it here, my problem was I didn't feel no loss. My mother passed away. I did not feel loss. Right. I don't feel like I'm losing these people. They're still with me. I still communicate with them. Right. And I heard a lot of the same things when your mom passed away too. Is he okay? He's, he's not grieving. No, he's, he's fine. He's yeah. These are the psyche of a witch. I mean, this is some messed up stuff. Well, I think, I don't know, and I could be completely wrong on this, but I think a lot of it's got to do with, you know, the fact that we've been initiated. I completely agree with you. Something has changed in our mind to give us access to something else that makes us be able to look at some of these big problems and go, wait a minute, this isn't what we think it is. Right. We don't have to act this way. There is no loss. We're wasting energy for no other reason but to waste energy. That makes no sense. I, I don't know how else to put this. Right, right. <laughs> I, I guess my question now is, after how many years being together? 28. How? What other quirky behavior have you ever seen me do or other witches do that you don't see normal people do? Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> Well, it's, you know, I've seen it quite a few times where you or somebody else goes to do something. I know um, Lady Alba was doing some home re- renovations 
And you showed up and she was like, well, I got to get somebody to, you know, I don't know, sand the floors. Oh, I can do that. You've never done that in your fucking life. Hey, but I did it and I did oh, it I well. Do it. <laughs> Go get a sander. And I'll be damned if you didn't do a good job at it. <laughs> and people were just looking at you like, how the f- how do you know how to do that? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. That's always been my answer. I don't know. I, I know that drove people up the wall. How do you know how to fix that car? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so there's that, and uh, you know, I've seen Lady Alba do it too. She, you know, well, see, I've now, seen what, her do some stuff that she didn't know anything about. Now there is one thing that we all do, and I know what's happening when we're ha- when we're doing this, but there's the thousand yard witch stare. Yes. <laughs> For no yes. reason whatsoever, sitting in a hot tub, out in a pool or something, and then all of a sudden, we just seem to go off into this netherland somewhere else. <laughs> right. Which is literally freeze in place and just stare off into nothing. God forbid if somebody's actually in our line of view, they'll sit there going, why are you staring at me? <laughs> right. It's like, uh, I'm not uh, staring at you. I, I didn't even realize you were a person in this universe right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. You're standing there. You're standing there. I, I didn't even notice. Well, we're we're normally doing them revelation things where we're having some type of thought. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I, I call it again. I, I like to refer to it like they did on Batman. The uh, I, I don't know if I'm having a breakdown or a breakthrough. What's the difference? Yes. What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? We're having at it. <laughs> What's the difference? You know what? Who cares? Who cares? Now, I know in our meditations and I know in our thoughts and stuff like that, we often do do those things where we, let's just say, I think we go into places where angels are feared to tread. (laughs) That's one way to put it. I know me and you have had more than one heated conversation and majority Mm -hmm. of our heated conversations around craft. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though we get mad at each other that way, we're not mad at each other. We just seem to realize, okay, yeah, I know when my emotions are getting the better of me. Right. And after we get it out, we'll look at you and go, "Eh, sorry, didn't mean to take that out on you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't have problems with that. We realize we screw up. Right. And and I I think most of the witches I know will look at you and go, yeah, yeah, I, I fucked that up. Why, why do we do this? Yeah, because we're taught to be responsible for our actions. You know, yeah, I painted that to look like that. It looks completely terrible. I don't know why it came out pink. <laughs> right? It was supposed to be red. That's not the color I chose. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You just didn't take into consideration. Oh, I don't know. It was oil-based instead of water-based. <laughs> Makes a difference in the final color. Yes, dear. I love you, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm just saying, I didn't know. I didn't know. It happens. And then I had to live with the Pepto-Bismol pink. (laughs) But, uh, again, there's an advantage there, I think, about our attitude, about we will come back going, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have yelled at you. I'm not apologizing necessarily for what I said, 
just the right. way I said it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that that very well happens a lot of times. You know, we're just, and not just, I'm not talking about you and me, just in general. Yeah. You know, it could be with anybody. It could be somebody at work. could be your best friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you take it out on them and I mean, that's around. good. That's kind of like, you know, us keeping our word. Right. We 100%. If you do not keep your word, you're scum. But that also means for to get a witch to make a promise is difficult. Right. Because they're not, they're not, they're not going to make a promise that they know they can't keep. Right. All right. Basically, when we teach this, it, it, it comes down to the hell, the high water. Right. In other words, you do it no matter what. Well, you know, I don't know how many times somebody has asked me to do something and I'll modify what they asked me to do because I know I can't do exactly what they asked me to do. But you will promise to do what in the world you can. Right. And so I'll modify whatever they asked and I'll be like, well, you know, this is what I can do. And I'll do this. Yeah, because you, you, you have to be careful on witches. If you hear us say the following phrase, you need to pay very close attention. I'll try. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. When we say I try, I'll try to do that or I'll try to do that. All we're promising you is that we'll try to do it. We're not promising you that we're going to do it or going to finish it or anything. I'll attempt it. Well, what we're really promising is that we are going to give it our all to try and get it done. That's it. But the hell, the high water, we can't do. Right. Right. So, I mean, because again. But it, we're going to try like hell to get it done. Exactly. It might not work, but we're going to try. You know, you got to be careful. You have to listen to what in the world witches say very carefully. We are very selective of what we say and how we say it. Because we don't want to become warlocks. And again, this is part of our psyche. We're sitting back. We're very careful what we promise to do and what we promise not to do. And we sure in the world ain't going to promise nothing if you call up and go, well, no, I need an answer to that. Then the answer is going to be no. Right. Because you're not going to give me time to think about it or, or you're not going to accept my original answer that this is this is what I can do out of what you've asked me to do. do. If you're not going to take that, then no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not not going to tell you I'm going to do it. No. I'm not going to promise. No, I can't do that. This is a psyche of a witch. You know, just like accepting responsibility for one's actions. When I sit back and go, hey, I screwed this up. Uh, I mean it. Hey, look, I think I fucked this up. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. And and most people I know are a little bit more, okay, you borrowed your dad's chainsaw. You're doing it. It starts to clog up. You take it back to him. It ain't working. I don't know what I did to it. Right. No, you know of, what you did to it. You know, well, I mean, again, if it just quits working and you look at them and you say, hey, look, it just quit working. This is what I was doing with it at the time. And I'd been using it like this. I checked the oil and all this. You're not just looking. I'm not going to be looking at my dad going, well, here's your chainsaw and not tell you that it just quit working. Or that I tore it up. Right. But, you know, it's one thing to say, here's your chainsaw. It's not working. Right. 
and then him say, well, what's wrong with it? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, again, sometimes you might not. You might have to sit there going, I was using it this way. Right, but that's it, what I'm saying. Right. It, it, you're going into some detail. Right. Of what in the world Instead of just, I don't know. I don't know. I do this because, again, I've been taught that troubleshooting stuff over and over again. All I right. realize nobody's going to be able to figure out the problem of what's wrong with the machine unless I tell them what was going on when it happened so they can recreate the event to fix the machine. Right. Because that's the only way to find out what's wrong with it is for it to redo it. Hence the reason why intermediate problems on on computers are so hard to diagnose because if you can't get it to do when you got your computer guy there, he's never going to be able to figure it out. Exactly. Did that make sense? That sounded like more words than it needed to be. (laughs) Well, it probably was, but... I mean, it's kind of like taking your, you know, you have a problem with your car and you take it to the mechanic. Mechanic can't find anything wrong with it. Right. Because guess what? You took it to the mechanic and it's not exhibiting any problems. Well, I mean, I hate to be this way. As a son of a mechanic, do you know how many times I've gotten into a car with my dad going, here's the problem I'm having. And as soon as we drive off, car runs perfectly. As long as he's in the car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as he gets out, as soon as he gets out, it starts running bad again. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that happened to me a couple of years back. I had him in the car, and it's like, this is this is what's going on with the car. And we went down the road, didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when it finally does, you can finally look at him and go, see, I told you. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> right. I knew it. I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. There you go. Right there. Normally when that happens, your, you know, your life left side of your car is all completely falling off or something, you know, <laughs> usually but, you know. the wheels falling off or something or something fell out and they're like, Oh yeah, I can see that problem now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't have been six months ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Might still have a vehicle left. Any other psychological things that you've seen that I'm not thinking about that. And it no, might I'm be. Th- and it might be harder because you're in the community. Right. <laughs> I'm no longer an outsider. Right. So. Um, no, I, I think those pretty much cover the essential psyche of a witch. Yeah, I think that's it. Huh? They just hit. All right. Well, then I'm out of coffee. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.